Search Me, O God, and Know My Heart, written by Mary Jo Mast, read by Deb Weekly. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so thankful, so thankful that we have you. Lord, we're so thankful that we can listen and learn about your word and encourage one another to know more about you. Father, I pray that you would make these um, incredible concepts that are foundational to our faith that we're going to learn about today. Make them so clear in our hearts and our minds. Give us a spirit of understanding to help us to understand what we are listening to today. Father, I pray that these truths would go deep inside of our heart and that we would learn and just really, really appreciate you and all you've done for us. Come Holy Spirit in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 6, 6 through 23. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and to offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are under not under law, but under grace? Let me read that again. That's Romans 6, 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or slaves to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness." I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves, just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death." But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Often when the spring season rolls around, I get an urge to clean thoroughly. Walls, kitchen, bathrooms, cabinets, and closets. What an incredible amount of junk and clutter one can find while purging. 
Most of us go into great detail to clean our physical bodies every day. We take showers regularly, wash hair, clip nails, brush teeth, eat healthily, and do many more tedious routines to smell good and keep our bodies presentable. However, cleaning our bodies on the outside is only a small portion of a much larger responsibility that we have. The Bible says we should examine, inspect ourselves. Our inner person needs a purifying too because we are the vehicle our spirit lives in and living a lifestyle of corruption leads to death. A list of sins of the flesh are found in Galatians 5, 19-21. Did you know how that God created you 3D? He ingeniously created us with a spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit man, the most important dimension of our bodies, needs to be lit with God's spirit in order to be saved. The word calls this occurrence being born again. It is necessary for this to happen in order for us to have fellowship with the living God. We can only be made pure or holy or cleansed by God himself. The perfect spirit of Jesus needs to come in and replace our faulty spirits. Jesus says in John 3 verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Sin contaminated every single person born into this world because of Adam and Eve's decision to disobey God. Jesus came for this reason to save us from spiritual death and hell. Once we understood, understand our unsaved spiritual state, we have a choice to repent and surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. He took our place by dying an awful death that we deserved. He rose again and went back to the Father so He could send His own Spirit to dwell in us. How amazing! After we encounter this spiritual cleansing, repenting, and turning away from sin, we have the incredible privilege to ask the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, to come and live inside of us. Hallelujah! Our true identity at that moment changes from 100% sinner to 100% saved. His Spirit abiding in us makes us completely pure and clean in our spirits. What a miracle! Cleaning the soul, our mind, will, and emotions happens as we surrender these areas to the obedience of Christ in the spirit realm. To effectively follow Jesus, we cannot be lazy. Our soul is kind of like a sponge that needs to be cleaned and squeezed out of self and sin so the pure Holy Spirit inside can come out of us effectively. No one can do this job of cleansing the soul but us. It is our responsibility and it needs to come into agreement with the saved spirit part of us. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Since our emotions follow what we think, the imperative goal should be obviously should obviously include filling our minds with truth, the word of God, a replacement of wrong thoughts with right ones. This, my friend, helps us to overcome sin and temptation. After our salvation experience, the evil desires and sinful habits we've formerly practiced occasionally try to rule or control us again. The Apostle Paul explains the struggle between his soul and spirit realm in Romans seven fifteen to 20 And it says, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do this, but the sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. 
For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. Sometimes Satan tries to influence us. Our enemy gets angry when he no longer has authority in our lives, so he tries to control us like he used to. Other times, it may just be our old selves trying to kick up because they're no longer in charge. You know, sometimes we feel like we're not saved because our old lifestyle of sin wants to pop up again and again. Many people get confused when this happens and become greatly discouraged. But let me encourage you, we cannot see what has happened in our spirit man when we become saved, but we are changed. The Bible says old things have passed away and all things have become new. This is speaking of our spiritual dimension. So if we have truly believed, we should consider our old selves dead and no longer listen to them. We need to agree with God about our new identity and live like we believe it. As we truly surrender to the Spirit of God who lives in us now and obey the word, our want-tos change and those old passions and lusts eventually go away. James 4, 7-8 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. What an encouragement. The power and purity of God is stronger than Satan's evil lusts. With the Spirit of Jesus living inside of us, we have the power to do once we once, once what we could not do, to live a pure life in body and soul. Questions to ponder. Are you making an effort to keep your soul, thoughts, will, actions, and emotions pure and holy? Your body is God's temple. Are there any areas of your flesh or soul that you have not surrendered to His Lordship? What temptations, unforgiveness, or bitterness against someone, or a lying tongue, or sexual impurity are you facing right now? Write them down. Faithful ideas. Psalm 19 verse 12b says, Forgive my hidden faults. Faults. Sometimes it's good to kneel down as a symbol of complete surrender to show we mean what we say to God. Release yourself completely to the Father as you pray and allow Him to reveal the secret places and motives of your heart. Repent and humble yourself. Turn away from the sins He has revealed and make things right with others involved. Thank Him for forgiveness and new hope. Be aware of God's presence in your everyday life and find scriptures to fill your mind with truth. If you still haven't made a decision to follow Christ, I just want to invite you to invite Him into your life today. Jesus died so we may live, and He did it freely. It's so wonderful once you think about it. His love for you remains constant and overwhelming. And the word says in Romans 5, 8, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus took upon his shoulders the burden of all the sin in the world. Sister, Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life for you. Because of his death, your sins are forgiven. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is truly finished. You are holy and redeemed. Have you received this free gift that he is offering you? If not, here's a simple prayer to pray. If you want to receive the free gift of salvation, say this prayer with me. 
Dear Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe that you came for me and that you want to have a relationship with me. I don't need to change in order to enter into your presence. Thank you for loving me just as I am. I pray that today and the rest of my life, you will help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com and tell a friend, tell a Christian friend, tell a preacher or someone at at a church that you know of or if you've been attending a church because they will want to know and get involved in a Bible study and start going to church. I love church. It's so wonderful. I have grown tremendously um, because of my Christian friends in my church. So I'm going to pray for you guys now. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful wonderful time to be together to read your word. Lord, I pray for my sister. If she accepted Christ for the first time, I pray that uh, that she would know that she has a whole new life ahead of her. <laughs> I pray that you would lead her to Christian friends and a church that she can go to. And Father, I pray that she would dive deep into your word and into community. And Lord, that she would walk out this new life that you have placed before her. And if my sister has already been a believer, I pray that you will strengthen her faith, that she will never doubt her salvation, that she will know that you love her and that you are with her. Father, for all of us, if we need conviction of sin, turn our hearts away from sin. Turn our hearts to you. Help us to follow you. Give us the strength that we need to obey you and to do the things that you've called us to do each day. Help us to be godly. Help us to live godly lives in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, help us to remember what your word says in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Help us to remember that we don't have to try to live this Christian life on our own, that your word even says that you want us to live this life with you leading the way. Help us to be good followers. In Jesus' name, amen.